Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Welcome back, everyone, to the 16th Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, Teach Better teammate, and the COO and co-founder of Teach Better, the man with a plan, Jeff Gargas. It's really cool having you say teammate. I like that. <laughs> That's good stuff. I like it. I'm good, brother. How you doing, man? I'm awesome. Yeah. I'm just not realizing your listeners can't see it, but I'm realizing that like we're both rocking like a maroon shirt. Like we really are like team right now. This is nuts. <laughs> we didn't even staged that. <laughs> we did. Yeah, That's just just complete just serendipity there. That's we're just spending, we're spending too much time together. That's really what it comes down to. I don't think we spent enough time together, Josh. But. <laughs> Well, that's a good point. We actually haven't recorded together in it has, quite some time. Yeah, like at this point, it's been so long since the fifteenth mailbag that this basically is just one. We're just starting all over again. Like it's just <laughs> it's 2.0. it's been a, it's just this is not two point I got you. It has been a while. It has been. So for those who may have forgotten or is listening for the first time. At this point, they did. They probably forgot. They probably forgot. <laughs> we reached out to the listeners to ask for leadership questions via Twitter, Instagram, and Moxer. And in the past episodes, we have answered anywhere between three and five leadership questions. And I think we are going to answer four questions this evening. Should we just jump right in? Let's just do it. Awesome. So the first one's from Robert Breyer amazing podcaster on the podcast network teach Better mm-hmm. podcast network and we are now up to i just want to make note of this 12 podcasts in the network now 12 12 it's crazy i know yeah and rob's rob's podcast really is good the uh the guide and principle podcast just a really good leadership podcast honestly i love what he does when he brings other people from whoever his guest is he goes and talks to other people in their world who are like two like looks at a person as a leader and gets the feedback. That that's such a, like even when you know it's coming as a guest, it still just hits you. Like it's a, it's a really cool one. So Rob's, Rob's a good dude. Yeah. That's a definitely an interesting perspective. I, I don't think he, mm-hmm. anyone else does that. I, I, it's, it's a lot of extra work, honestly. Podcasting is already a pretty good chunk of work, but that's just like a whole other level. Like it's, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Respect it. So his question is, what advice do you have for leaders who are trying to maintain morale during a time of consistent change and uncertainty? I think I feel like we maybe we've addressed something like that here. I don't know if it was here or maybe this was a similar conversation in one of our um, administrator masterminds. Mm-hmm. Sort of simp- simplified it is you need to be the constant, yeah. Because like they're gonna look to you for for everything for the advice they're gonna look for you for information for to someone to complain to possibly right. right. So like everything's changed and they're hearing different things when they get home. It's depending on where they get their news from and stuff like that. Like it's all it seems like it's all conflicting and changing and uncertain. So you need to be that that constant for them. And I think both that constant of positivity but also realism and truth and and communication. Um, I've been talking a lot with, with admins and leaders that like your communication right now has to be higher than it's ever been. Because if they're not hearing something from you, but they're hearing different things from somewhere else, they, there's a good chance they're wondering, well, wait a minute, is that true? And Josh just hasn't updated us yet. <laughs> yep. um, so one of the things I, that I suggested a few is like have very consistent, like I'm going to update you on these days at this time. Mm-hmm unless there is an absolute emergency, but I'm always going to update you here. So if you don't hear from me, nothing's changed until I update you, right? And then also when you're updating them, 
remind them of what hasn't changed because so much is changing. Don't just let them know like, Hey, this is what's new. We're doing this and this, this got to remind them also like, and by the way, like these, these are the things that are all still in place. So we're still doing all this. Or if nothing has actually changed, Hey y'all, like things are crazy and stuff like that. But just so you know, everything's still how it is here. Like we're still following all the same systems. Here's a reminder what all that stuff is. Um, So I think that's really important, but then just in general, being the constant in the sense of like, positivity realism but also like i'm here i'm always here i've got your back and that is a constant for you I, I i always anytime i talk about this i think back to if there's any lost fans out there penny and desmond right we gotta be there constant right the yeah. best that is the greatest love story ever told <laughs> you I, gotta, love, I love that reference it's and it was such a good episode but you gotta um you just got i think that's the key you gotta be there constant there so yeah at the beginning of the school year, as administrators, you know, getting the information from our, our district leaders, we knew it was going to be an unreal year. Like it was going to be like no other. And every day we were constantly getting new information and things were changing. And so we knew what was going forward. We knew this was not going to change. And so when we got in front of the staff at the beginning of the year, we, we actually laid that out and said, prepare yourself, we are going to have a lot of change. And so we wanted to put that expectation out there from the beginning because we did not want it to be a surprise. We didn't want them to feel like they were getting blasted every other day with new information and then become frustrated because we didn't communicate that to them. Um, So that was one is, you know, setting that expectation. But then the second piece is like every time we add something to them, we wanted to take something away because as we (laughs) all know, teachers have one of the most difficult jobs in education and right now they're feeling more stressed than ever so if we're going to add more stress how can we relieve that on the other side and so as an administrative team we are constantly in conversations of you know what can we provide them to help support them so if we're adding a new initiative as administrators what can we do to take something away from them or maybe soften the blow that's coming you know is there any aspects Mm -hmm. that we can do within the process so that it's less for the teachers, even though they have to implement something. So, you know, yeah. it's that support piece and then also taking something off of the plate. Are you, Josh, do you have in your building, like yourself or your, your admin team there, do you have like a set schedule when you do it? Or is it more just like we're going to stay in constant communication? Like how, what is your communication like schedule in, in your system for communicating with your, your staff? Yeah, we definitely have a set. So we meet with every grade level once a week. Um, then we have a okay. leadership team meeting every week. So there's certain days, like there's set days where we're checking in. So yeah, everyone, we're touching everybody at least once a week. Okay. Um, Obviously, uh, if there's an emergency, it's that yeah. change. Yeah. Sure. So, and then we have our, you know, our general staff meeting every month too. So, and then we, you know, try and communicate through, you know, other means too, to, to make sure that we're getting updates out there, you know, maybe via mm-hmm. remind or an email and whatnot. So, you know, we're trying to find other aspects because we, like you said, we want to be transparent. We want to make sure that they're up to date. Mm-hmm. And nothing is a, a surprise to them because that's the worst is is not expecting something and then getting <laughs> just one more thing added or another <laughs> change that occurs. And that can be very, very frustrating for, for everyone involved. Absolutely. So question number two is from our good friend, Chris Chaplin. And he's an amazing, well, actually, he's a district leader now. He's, he's moved up in the world. Mm-hmm. And his question is, what are one to two positive edu leadership changes you anticipate evolving out of these uncharted times it's a good question chris and you know it's a common one we've been talking about at least to teachers is you know think of all the things that you've had to shift and adjust and and re um re-examine right and reevaluate and vet 
in order to shift into this new role. And there's a lot of things that teachers are doing where they're, they're looking at things differently and they're potentially putting in better practices because they have to. Yeah. And so we've talked a lot about like, oh, we hope like some of these things stay in place, right? A big one is around just how, the absolute importance of SEL, right? Because yeah. obviously it's crucially important right now, but it's always important. So like those are things. So I think that that's for me is one. I think right now educational leaders are so focused on the, the mental health well-being of their staff. And right now it's because the fact of the matter is teachers are facing just an unreal, just unreal challenge and just what is on their plates and the stress and the expectation. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And so right now, you know, we're seeing thankfully so many educational leaders being so um, adamantly aware of that and doing everything they can to, to give extra grace, to provide time for, for teachers to, to get that extra uh, you know, personal time or that SEL focus on the, for the teachers, right. And the emotional side and the, and how that's impacted them. I hope that that stays um, at the admin level. So they understand that even after we get back to quote unquote normal, that your teachers still need that. Mm-hmm. They still need you to be a, aware of their uh, emotional perspective, their emotional uh, what's status and, and where they're at. And they need you to take care of them in that sense. They need that opportunity. They need um, extra time or space or avenues or resources, whatever to do that. And so I think that's, I, that's when I really hope stays both from a teacher to a student and from a admin to teachers. Um, and hopefully also from district level down to the building level and gosh, I'd hope it would also be community to the entire school. I think definitely that's one that I'd like to see. Yeah. When you're seeing. Well, to the off the top of my head, I'm thinking of is the use of technology has increased mm-hmm. dramatically. We are now a one-on-one campus due to the pandemic and virtual learning. And because of that, I've seen so many teachers who fought using technology in the classroom. Yes. And now yeah. it being a necessity and the comfort level is off the charts now. And, and those that thought of it as, you know, a waste of time or something that wasn't useful for their classroom it's now they're diving into all these different programs and trying to find mm-hmm. different things to you know assess and gain student engagement which leads me to the next thing which is trying to find new strategies for engagement because i mean i don't know how it is for you guys in ohio but like for us our teachers are struggling right now with trying to captivate our students that are virtual like they're having to battle with other (laughs) forms of engagement like they're we have kids you know of course would rather you know watch netflix or get on their video game versus attending school and if a parent isn't at home they don't have that accountability um, our teachers are having to find new ways to engage them into the classwork and into into learning and it's a struggle it's been a struggle for them and i think that's also making them search for other means and new mm-hmm. new ways to get their get them excited about the content and um, get them you know to even speak on a, on a zoom yeah. call. and i know it's frustrating in the moment but at the same time i think it's going to be even better because you know for our face-to-face kids the enjoyment that the teachers are having when they have them face-to-face and and it's it is something that they're comfortable with because it's something they've experienced, but they're also translating what is happening virtually and using those same strategies to mm-hmm. face, and it's making it a better environment um, in that classroom. So I um, think if I, if I can add my second, cause I was thinking through is yeah. 
Um, we're seeing a lot. Um, we've seen a lot, and not everyone, but so many schools now because of the the difficulty of having all your students on at the same time, receiving all the information at the exact same time. Um, this is where some of the technology, but there are teachers uh, in school districts embracing the idea of self-paced mastery learning in the sense of if it's important enough where all my kids have to hear it, I can't just do it in this one 30 minute zoom because half my kids can't be there. So now I have to find a way to deliver it and they've got to be able to access it at their own pace and move on it. That to me for like my kids personally, I've got a um, first grader and a third grader who are right now learning time management skills and self-discipline and self-awareness that they wouldn't, they just wouldn't have had to learn in person as much. They may still have been given opportunities to learn from the teacher, but they didn't have to. They have to right now because they have to be able to get through and they're understanding things like my my son, it finally clicked, clicked pretty early with my daughter. My son finally clicked that, oh, if I bust my butt right when I get down there and I get this all done, I get to go have fun more for today. Now he's learning like, oh, okay, so I put pressure in, but if I don't put good effort in, I'm just gonna have to go back down and fix it, right? Like, so like, He's learning these processes. And I think the focus on like, it's okay that we're not all moving at the same time. And like, they have, you know, they, they, they sign them, they put due dates on, but they're all, they're all technically due by the end of the week. So it's, it's really similar to like an online college course where, you know, you get your assignments throughout the week, but then you can, you have till Sunday night to do it. So they're able to move, they're able to check in, they're able to get second chances. And it's just embracing more of a personalized self-paced framework which is something that obviously we, we're really passionate about to teach better we we preach about it a lot yep. it's just i hope that that stays and this focus on learning versus time in a seat and and focus on that i think is something that i hope and i think states are going to have to take a look at because so many kids were are unable to be in seats mm-hmm. but in ohio you know you have, you have you're supposed to be in a seat for six hours a day yep well, you can't have someone on a Zoom for six hours a day. So how do you adjust that and stuff? So I think I think there's going to be a lot of positive out of that. But I, yeah, definitely think, I hope the the connection piece, the relationship, the emotional piece, I think I really hope that stays yeah. on, on all ends, all fronts. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Let's go to question number three with the Staff Room Podcast, who I just had Shay and Pav on my podcast not too long ago, and they just rocked it. They're amazing. Never heard of them. <laughs> who, are, who are they? Who are these guys? Well, we, we announced on the Aspire Podcast that they are part of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Oh. Hoping that you would know who they were. <laughs> I mean, good podcast, eh? I don't know. Um, no, I love Shay and Pav. They are such an awesome duo. Great podcast. Just great people. So... Love you both, Shane Path. What's the question? Yeah, question is... Sorry, I threw us way off there. I apologize. How, as leaders, do we embed self-care in our spaces and time in schools rather than often leaving it to educators and students to do it at their own place and time? Can I be so super simplistic? <laughs> well, you just, at least do it once a podcast, so go ahead. Just just embed it in? Just embed it Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you embed it in? How do you embed self care into to time when you're in school rather than leaving? Well, just put it into the time in school. And I understand that's super simplistic because you just a lot of stuff you have to work through. Sure. But I think w- where that comes to is like it has to be a priority. Yeah, we make time for things that we deem a priority, and you have to make it a priority um, for yourself as leaders and for those educators and students that you that you lead and that you work with. You've got to, but you just have to make it a priority and you have to find time to put it in there. And I think 
as a leader, a lot of that probably needs to go into like talking to your staff about like, how can we best do this? What do you need? Okay, great. Now, how do we make time for that? And that goes back to sort of like one of those, uh, it was the, the last question, right? It was one of those things that we hope stays is the fact that like they need that right now. They need it always. So how do yeah. we, how do we adjust this? How do we make this happen? Um, so that they have that time. So that's, yeah. that's how I would do it. Yeah. You said, great. It, you know, like stress was always there. Like the pandemic didn't create more stress. Well, I, I guess it did, but yeah, well, <laughs> teachers are really stressed before that. Well, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like they weren't. Stre- there's obviously a lot of extra stress now, but it's not like they. It's not like their job wasn't hard before this, yeah. right? It wasn't like it wasn't like they weren't overworked and underpaid before this, mm-hmm. right? We just all suddenly took a more notice because it's wrapped around the pandemic. Yeah. yeah, and the same with students. I mean, the students still had social emotional needs mm-hmm. before this. <laughs> You know, there was still a lot of things going on in homes that were traumatic to our students. And the same with our staff. Our staff is going through every single day they go through things in their home life that a lot of times we don't even know about, but it's affecting their job. And we do a lot of focus on the social emotional learning of our students, which we should. But at the same point, we need to make sure that we're doing the social emotional with our staff. And those are things that we need to embed. And, you know, if that's taking 15 minutes from a staff meeting I think that's pretty important to do so. Yeah. That's going to affect your staff every single day to make them feel important that they're a part of the team, they're, that they are are worth something. And so, you know, we do that with our students, right? We, we do our relationship circles, and that may only take five minutes at the beginning of the class, but it's important because it's going to affect the entire, you know, rest of the four, you know 40 minutes that's there for learning. And we need to do, make sure that we're doing the same thing um, and we're making sure that we're there for the emotional needs of our staff so that they know mm-hmm. that they're cared for and, and, you know, we can assist them in whatever there may be occurring in their own home life and with their own emotions. So I, I couldn't agree with you more, Jeff. I mean, we, it's, it's too important to just have in the, you know, on the side, on the wayside. Like yeah. We have to make sure that we find time. Maybe it's, you create the meeting agenda and you send it in an email and then the meeting is actually on self-care. That's, I was just going to say, like, you, you, you mentioned meeting, like, the fact of the matter is nine out of ten meetings can be said in a, an email. So, you know what? Instead, just do that information via email or whatever your preferred communication is and then plan a meeting for self-care. You know, like, it's like, hey, like, instead of a monthly staff meeting, we're having a monthly self-care meeting. Yeah. Like, this is what we do. Um, and it's just where we're just checking on each other and, and spending time, like, you know, like, you know, and then, you know, we're talking about like everything in school, but I think there's also things you can do, like also try to find resources and things that you can provide them. So they can also have, they also know that they can do this outside, outside of school. Right. Yeah. You know, like give them those resources um, too, and, and share that type of stuff. So uh, make it a priority uh, embed it into your schedule make it an important piece. It should be more that, that 15 or 30 minute meeting or whatever for self-care should be more important than the other meetings. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. All right. So our last question for the podcast is from Chris Woods, and he has a really fun question. It's, his question is, I started teaching at a brand new 7 to 12 school this year. They expanded from just having K through 6. If you had to start a school from scratch, what would be your top goals or suggestions? Oh, I know. It's a big question. That's a good one. Um, I mean – for me personally, it would be really just completely adjusting and changing the way we instruct and focusing on mastery. And then I think another side piece of that, obviously there's a whole lot of things is, is that 
is really focusing on the culture of a place where kids want to come because they're learning, not because they have to sit in a, a, at a desk for six hours, not because they, they have to report there. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm reminded of, you know, the captain, Dave Burgess, always saying, if they didn't have to be in your classroom, would you be teaching an empty classroom? So when you think about starting a new school, if they didn't have to come, would you have an empty building, right? And that's reminded me of, and this was prior to COVID, but if you know Donnie Epps, man, out there at uh, Royster, like, the first thing that happens in the morning when those kids show up to that school is they have this massive area, like hallway that they've converted. And it's got like video games and dance, dance places and, and exercise equipment, and all this stuff, a billion different things that kids can do. They can go play hoops, whatever. The first half hour of their day is kids just getting to be kids. That's awesome. Because now the kids come in and it's not like, all right, come in, sit down. Let's start reading. Let's start getting to work. It's, mm-hmm. This is a place you come every morning and have fun. And then we're going to learn because now they're in a better spot, you know? So like the creating that culture of this is a place where kids want to come, not because they have to come. I think when you, if you start from scratch, you have a chance to like, you have, you have a, a clean slate as they say, right. As a, as a new culture and stuff. But I want to hear from you as someone who, you know, runs <laughs> a building right now, what, what would be the top goals or, or things that you would really like maybe gut or completely change or what? Gargus, I don't think I have enough time on this podcast to say all. Well, I mean, it's your podcast, dude. If you want to go, like, we can go forever. Like, good night. Um, first thing I was thinking of was hiring the hiring process. You know, because I would want to make sure that I have the most dynamic team possible and people that had strengths in different areas. And that's the thing about the Teach Better team I love so much is that we're so different and we all have different strengths. But you know, when we come together, great things happen. And that's how I'd want to build a staff. I want to make sure that you know I have diverse thinking skills and really do a great job of vetting and and almost reinventing the the hiring process to really understand who I'm getting as a person and and someone who's passionate and not just passionate as in passionate in teaching or passionate about the subject matter but passionate about building relationships and and the well-being as a whole student but beyond that like you know, like what you talked about, self-paced and like gutting the time. Through this pandemic, the biggest thing that I realized with my kids being at home is how much wasted time we have every single day that no one talks about. Like my daughter, she gets things done quickly and then she just goes and like reads or, you know, like hangs out and reads to her brothers or, you know, just does different things, rides her bike. And why why are we requiring so much time of our kids to do nothing? Like that's the one thing I would I would look at is like a, a schedule that would allow our kids to to work. But then what you said, let them be kids. Like why are we doing so much time where they're away from their family? Why are we doing so much time where they're <laughs> constantly doing busy work when they don't need to? Instead of looking for that filler work, look for the filler fun, right? Yeah. Like. Pretty sure I'm just gonna trademark like, that. They've mastered it. Why are we making them do more of the same thing? You know, let's expand yeah, on it. Let them go explore. Let them create, right? Um, grades. Yes. I am so sick of grades. Like, <laughs> why do we have a scale that has 70% of it failing? What type of messed up system is that? Like, let's really look at standards-based grading and like are they actually mastering it? And if they do, let's check the box and move on. I, the grading skill and assessment is driving me crazy right now. And um, if I could reinvent that, that would be another piece I would I would change completely. But I want it like higher levels of learning. I want students to be able to 
to find things that they love, things that they're interested in, and create. Let's get to a high level. Let's not just talk about remembering and understand. Let's actually get to a point where kids can collaborate and, and find solutions to real world problems. So in a short answer, I would be diving in <laughs> to everything so so quickly because I want, there's so many things I feel like we're just doing because it's We've done it in the past. It's tradition. Like let's let's really re re-examine this and find real solutions to a new world, a, a, something that's changing every single day, which businesses do. <laughs> they co constantly evolve. So let's make sure that the school is evolving with our society. In a short answer, given in a long answer, I would change everything. Not that was not it was a long answer because. <laughs> You only touched on like three or four of the things that you'd probably do, right? So, so um, things, I guess that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's so many things. Uh, so, ho Chris, hopefully that answered or uh, gave you something there. Be interested to hear how that's going. Um, you tweet out and let us know like how that journey's going. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely interested in see what that looks like. Yeah, very cool. All right, man. Let's get to the most important question of the evening. What is new with the Teach Better team? Teach for our team. Um, good stuff going on. Uh, we actually just recently increased the, the number of blog posts that we're putting out yeah. every week. Uh, we're now at six, and that's going to become seven very shortly. We have so many just amazing guest uh, writers over there contributing to that site. So if you haven't gone over and checked out the blogs uh, over at teachbetter.com, like there are so many incredible educators over there. Like I, I don't even, it's, it's awesome. Cool things that we've recently. The launch that are going on, our coaching program, teachbetter.com slash connected coaching, uh, three tiers of coaching. Uh, this is for people who have uh, expressed a lot of interest of just going a little deeper with the team and diving deeper further, having a deeper connection. It goes from a, you know, uh, advisor group that meets once a, a month to a cohort that's focused on a very specific topic that meets weekly um, up to tier three, which is one-on-one -on -one personalized coaching which uh, has been really fun so far for me getting to start with a, a first couple clients there mm -hmm. uh, chatting, I getting to work with folks. It's a lot of fun. So that's cool. I'm um, going over there. And then we just recently announced our partnership with education blueprint. So educationblueprint.org. This is a cool one. There's it's there's, it's still young. It's still growing. We're really happy to kind of be with them where they're at now is education blueprint is the best way I've been describing is kind of think of like a teachers pay teachers, but without the pay. No, um, so like it's, it's a, it's a free resource and you can go up and upload resources and you can also download resources. Uh, and they have them, you know, you can search by, by resource, by book, by research, by app, by website. And, and Kelly and, and the team over there wanted to have one of the, the categories, one of the featured things on there be grids right. specific to, to the grid method. So yeah. you can go and search grids. And it's one of the most common things that we get asked is do you have more examples? Do you have more examples? Can I see more samples, right? Because people like to look at that, see how it's broken down in their specific subjects. So you can actually filter it by grade level, by subject matter, or even by common core standard if you want to go that route. Um, so we're encouraging all of everyone in our community to go and upload their grids so we can build that up because that's it's still growing. And then that's going to be a great resource. So we're really excited to, to, to be kind of partnering with them on that. And then I'm pretty pumped. I got a new course coming out on November 5th that I've been working on, Time Management 101. Uh, it's one of the, it's been a really common thing that got a lot of questions through, uh, through our admin mastermind group, just around things, uh, based on, you know, time management and different things that, that I, that I do. Um, and then I've seen work for other people and stuff. So I decided to put that course together. Uh, it's not just for admins for anybody. 
but I'm basically going to walk through a lot of the ways like tracking your time and how to analyze that track and a bunch of different methods that are popular methods for, um, for analyzing, structuring, prioritizing the things that you do uh, and a whole bunch. So I'm, I'm getting pretty, pretty deep into stuff in it. So I, I, I'm excited about it, but I also bit off a lot. So now I've got a lot of work to do to put the course together. So like I lay out, you know, we, we lay out the timeline, like here's everything I'm going to include. And they're like, okay, it looks good. And I'm like, oh man, now I have to do all that stuff. So I'm excited about that. It's going to come out on the 5th. And we're actually accompanying that course launch with a blog drop on that Sunday, which is the 8th, uh, which is going to drop, I think, five different blog, five or six different blog posts all in one day on Sunday that are all based around time management stuff too. So that's wow. kind of cool. That's a lot of resources. That's awesome. And I'm super pumped. I think you maybe you were going to get to, but I'm going to beat you to it. Like if you go to teachbetterswag.com, there's kind of a sweet new uh, collection over there. The Aspire collection yes. um, is over there. And actually you can use the, the coupon code Aspire to save some money on your Aspire That's gear. True. So what do we got over there, Josh? We got two different shirts, right? Right now? Yeah, mugs and then- Two mugs? Also, yeah, two different tumbler. mugs and a tumbler. Yeah. More to come. I think awesome. we got some more to come, but yeah, uh, so that's super exciting too. So no, I'm super pumped. Thank you to the Teach Better team because this has been something I've wanted to do with the podcast for some time. And yes, we definitely have some Aspire swag, and so make sure you're going over to the Teach Better swag site and and pick up something for the Aspire podcast. So Gargus, as usual, it is always a pleasure to speak with you, and I am so thankful to have you on the podcast once again. I appreciate, it, brother. 